Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. Do Hard Things podcast. I'm your host, JT, certified high performance coach, transformational mindset coach. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about vulnerability and how you can use vulnerability to be a superpower in your life, to help you just live a better life. Some lessons that I've learned about vulnerability. And oftentimes when we hear about vulnerability, what comes to mind? Well, I, I think of people sitting around a campfire holding hands maybe crying because their best friend hurt their feelings. Well, that's 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 not what we're talking about here. I guess that is vulnerability, but that's not what we're talking about. And and but before we get into this topic, real quick, make sure you smash that subscribe button so you're notified of future episodes of the podcast. Go to dohardthingsnation.com if you want to grab yourself some awesome Do Hard Things merch. We've got some great it's getting cold out. We got some amazing hoodies, we got hats, we got these I'm wearing this long sleeve um this uh I forgot what it's called. It's like a it's like a long sleeve t-shirt with a collar. So it I can wear it in professional outings. I can also uh, wear it running and it's super comfy, perfect for running and, and doing some active uh, activities, but also looking cool and hip when you're out there networking or or uh, doing some other things where you gotta kind of dress up a little bit because of this little collar here. It's pretty awesome. Check out the last episode of the Do Our Things podcast, Angie Petran came on. She's the new co-host. We've been, uh, Tom, uh, Tom uh, is working on some other projects. He's going to come back and uh, collaborate with us, so we appreciate him. Uh, but Angie's coming on to uh, take the helm there. And uh, what else? Uh, go to DoOurThingsNation.com, find out the latest and greatest. And if you're ready to level up, if you're ready to level up and you want to explore what coaching can do for you, we have, uh, I've got one space available for one-on-one coaching. And then we have, uh, we got the Forge Mastermind, Goal Crushing Community. If you're ready to level up, walk shoulder to shoulder with other people that are getting after it, that have a growth mindset, that are looking to level up, then uh, explore with the, uh, the the Forge Mastermind community. So, all right, let's get into today's topic of vulnerability. So it's talking about like vulnerability, when you th- initially think of it, it's usually, you know, oftentimes perceived in kind of a negative way, like a wimpy way, like being vulnerable, sitting around, crying about something, something happened to you, uh, holding hands, crying over why your best friend, you know, hurt your feelings. And that's 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 not what we're talking about here. So let's describe what what is vulnerability? Well, vulnerability is being able to express your emotions freely. It's choosing not to hide your feelings. It's choosing not to hide your emotions and it's expressing your desire from what you specifically want from other people. It's being authentically and unapologetically you. And when you aren't uh, being vulnerable, then you're not being your truest self, which means that you're not being congruent. You're not being true to who you are. It's not you're not living in alignment with with who you are as a person and what you know is best for you. And when you're not congruent, you're not letting people know who you truly are. And you're not allowing them to connect with you on a deeper level. And we need deep human connection to live a fulfilling life. 
And it can compromise our relationships or keep us from getting into the sweet spot of a relationship that's really, really good. And so that deep human connection is what we need for ultimate fulfillment. And so have you ever felt like um, you were maybe in a job or, I don't know, doing some, some work for an organization, or maybe you're participating in some type of lifestyle that you didn't truly, you don't truly like, but it was something that other people told you would be a good idea. Maybe you would make a certain amount of money, or maybe it was an expectation because everyone else in the family did this thing and you're supposed to do it too. You didn't want to disappoint anyone. So you found yourself doing this thing and it became like a huge commitment and obligation and you found yourself kind of stuck or trapped. Does that sound familiar? You find yourself maybe engaged in boring conversations because the people around you have boring conversations and they're safe and you don't want to risk offending anyone. So you avoid topics like religion, politics, and sex. And so you're just finding yourself like, just not, you're not getting the intellectual conversation that you desire and that you need. Maybe, you know, engaging with strangers, passing them on the street, giving someone a compliment or smiling at them makes you feel awkward or maybe even creepy because you don't know how you might offend someone or someone might say something offhanded. Or maybe you don't like wear the hairdo that you want to wear or dress like you want to because you don't want to stand out from the crowd, right? Someone could see you. I, I, I remember um, I host a lot of uh, health and, and fitness challenges and someone couldn't, uh, they didn't, they didn't feel comfortable sharing their before and after photos because someone at church might see them wearing a sports bra or something like that. So it's, it's things like that. Like it's, you know, you, you got to dress a certain way and look a certain way to be a part of the certain uh, crowd, right? So we don't express ourselves. And so these are all symptoms of not making yourself vulnerable, not allowing yourself to be your truest self. So why does this happen? Why is this so difficult for us? Why, why is this so hard to be vulnerable, to be our truthful self? Well, it comes from domestication in our childhood, it comes from our parents, it comes from maybe church, maybe uh, school, team sports, you know, sit down, sit up straight. And, and when it comes to men, you know, think about the men that are listening to this. You probably heard this, like, stop acting that way. Be a man. Stop with the tears. Quit crying. Quit being a mama's boy. Quit being a sissy. Be a man. Put, you know, stuff those emotions aside. And so part of our upbringing um, has, has really framed, like really enabled us to stuff away who we truly are because it was out of alignment of like societal norms and what was expected of us. It's, it's been ingrained in us that if we somehow share our vulnerability uh, or our emotions that we're somehow weak, we're lesser. And so we have this massive repression in our life that of, of what makes us truly human. And it keeps us from connecting with other people. We don't want to be controversial. We don't want to be unique. Um, you know, don't do anything crazy. I'm not saying we don't want these things. As people tell you, don't be controversial. Don't be unique. Don't do anything crazy. Don't do anything stupid. Don't be selfish. You got to walk in, in, in lockstep with every, everyone else, what's expected of you. And so not being vulnerable hinders us from not getting into uh, deep, meaningful connections. And something I've learned is that there's a, there's a term for not being able to put your uh, emotions and feelings into words. And 80% of men suffer from this. It's called... Alexithemia. Alex, uh, probably a I might be butch butchering this. This is a this is a medical term 
uh, in the psychology world, alexithemia is an inability to put emotions and feelings into word. And approximately 80 men, 80% of men suffer from this. And it's because of that repression of, of, of often our upbringing. And so not being vulnerable hinders us from getting into that deep, meaningful connection with other people. It leads to avoidance of activities. It leads, it can ultimately lead to depression because, you know, one thing, if we don't have that deep human connection, people that we can rely on and vent to, it can, it can, uh, you know, um, it can lead to lead to that and in other unhealthy habits like substance abuse, forms of escapism, and ultimately violence. Violence stems from unprocessed emotions, not being able to um, articulate uh, our, our emotional self. And so just like a, you put a tea kettle, you know, with water on the stove, it has to have an outlet. Once it finally heats up, that steam blasts out of that little hole and it makes that whistling noise, right? And all that steam comes out. Well, if it didn't have that hole, what would happen? The teapot would explode, right? And that's what happens when we don't express ourselves. So I felt this at a very young age. You know, I I had a father who was like very much like sit down, shut up, don't cry, be a man, you know, all of those things. And then I joined the military where it was more of shut up, Stuff your emotions away. Get on the objectives. We don't have time for that, you know. And so I learned to just stuff my emotions away. But that ultimately led to me about 10 years ago um, wanting to tap out of life altogether because I didn't process these emotions. I didn't know how to deal with these emotions. I thought it was a sign of weakness. And in the ultimate form of vulnerability, I had to realize that I had a problem and I needed to go unpack some of these things. And so I got myself in therapy. And I learned that, um, you know, talking about these issues was like a, it felt like a release, a release of all this pressure and tension. And I learned how important vulnerability was. I started uh, getting involved in conversations about being vulnerable. I started connecting with other men um, on this very topic, uh, studying emotions and, and talking about what vulnerability is. And ultimately, it's being able to have the courage and confidence to express your emotions freely. It's choosing not to hide your feelings, not to hide your emotions, and telling people what you truly want, and and expressing yourself despite of what others may think of you. And so, ultimately, you know, how can you develop vulnerability? How can you how can you level up in this area of your life? Well, ultimately, there's a few different ways that you can do this. You can put yourself in a position of of being rejected. Right. It, it always and, and I know for people that are working in sales and marketing, putting yourself out there and feeling rejected, rejection is a uh, really tough. And one of the most difficult duties I had was a recruiter getting out there and promoting the army. It was tough because people most people would tell you, no, I am not. Most people are going to tell you, no, they're not going to join the army. And uh, putting myself out there was incredibly difficult because day in, day out, it's like. Uh, you know, you'd ask, do you want to join the army? You want to join the army? No, 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 hell no, not my kid. Hell no. And people, I mean, people got emotional about it because this was during the height of the Iraq uh, and Afghanistan war. And then when someone did say yes, you're like, you almost like second guess yourself. Like what, really? You you really want, you you do want to join? <laughs> and so putting yourself in, in that position of being rejected over and over and over again, um, kind of calluses you a little bit. It calluses you a little bit. 
And you know that that position of rejection can be in the sales and marketing position. It could be it could be finding a mate, like in the dating pool, right? You got to put yourself out there, and eventually someone's going to say yes. Someone's going to say yes. Um, when someone says something you don't agree with, here's another opportunity. When someone says something you don't agree with, you can assert your opinion, even if it may hurt someone's feelings or offend somebody. A lot of people do this on social media. Um, I would challenge you to do this in person and and have a conversation. And we don't often do this because we're scared that someone, that the conversation could escalate and people can lose their emotional control. But the best way uh, to, this is a simple way that you could, because you're always going to run into someone that's going to have a different opinion, but step up for yourself. Stand up for your convictions and your beliefs. Don't be argumentative and be harmful about it and be derogatory. And like, you know, there's, there's a healthy way of doing this. This can get out of hand if you lose your emotional control, but this is a way that you can assert yourself some more and show your vulnerability. Because when you're being vulnerable, you're showing your true authentic self. Compliment someone on how they look. You can compliment someone on how they look. A lot of people are scared to do that because I don't know, we're definitely in this, we're, we're in this hypersensitive uh, world now but people might perceive it as creepy or off-putting or, or something. But don't be creepy about it. But compliment someone on on their hairstyle or their smile or uh, uh, doing a good job because that could go a really long way. It kind of goes hand in hand with just being kind to people. But sometimes we hold ourselves back from paying a compliment. Uh, another way is to receive the compliment. I know for me personally, it has been awkward to receive compliments over many years of my life. But when someone gives you a compliment, accept the compliment and take it for what it is. That's another way to show vulnerability. Establishing clear boundaries with somebody. Establishing clear boundaries with someone shows your vulnerability, what you approve of, what you don't approve of, and letting someone know that they're crossing the line. Just like uh, just like your yard, um, you have a boundary line, probably with a fence. You know where your yard ends and where your neighbor's begins. And if someone were to wander into your yard, what would you do? You'd probably go out there, someone that's unwanted, and say something. Well, you need to do that for your life. So what are the boundaries in your life? And how do you create that fence line in your own life, at work and in your personal life? So establishing clear boundaries with people. Joining a table of people that you don't know. You can do this at a networking event. You can do this at uh, your place of work. Uh, but that's always that. I, I recall this. This was mortifying when I was in high school, right? Especially going to like a brand new school. You got your lunch tray and you're walking up to the table and like you don't know the kids. It's like, oh my God, what are they going to say to me? What are they going to do? Are they going to reject me? Are they going to accept me? You'd almost rather go sit by yourself because at least you know what you're going to get. You know, that fear of rejection is so powerful. But what could happen? You could network with someone that could be, you know, uh, you're a, a new friend in, in school, or maybe if it's, if it's at a business conference or networking event, it could be someone that could be uh, a collaborator or financer in your organization. It could be your next uh, partner, spouse, right? Um, so joining a table of people, you don't know where that could lead, but oftentimes we'll avoid these things to avoid uh, whatever form of rejection. All these things sound incredibly simple. I know that they're not, but with practice, they get easier. And I know it's hard because it's you're, you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself out there to get rejected. Sometimes you're going to offend people and some people just aren't going to like you no matter what you do. You might lose a friend, you might lose a client, 
But I'll tell you this, you're, what makes you uniquely you is you being you. That sounds like a Dr. Seussism. You being you is you, right? It's, it's <laughs> being uniquely you. No, but, but your, your rough edges, the things that make you unique is what people actually really enjoy. That's one thing that I've learned is the things that me spilling my coffee all the time and sharing that something that's just a joke. Like it's become a joke. People send me photos of their spilled coffee now because it's just something that's uniquely me. It's something stupid and silly that I do. I could totally cover that up, but I've embraced it and owned it as part of me. And it makes me unique. And now it's like a fun part of the conversation. I'm just a clumsy person. So the rough edges are what make you unique. So embrace them, embrace them. Don't hide them. Don't hide your flaws. When you're not true, you're not being congruent. Congruence is living in alignment with who you are, knowing what's best for you. And when you're not congruent, you're not letting people know who you are. So, so just, um, just, just, just let's go through the list real quick of some things that you can do to be more vulnerable. Put yourself in a position of being rejected. When someone says something that you don't agree with, assert your opinion, even if it may offend somebody, don't be an ass about it, but um, tell people what you feel and how you feel and why you feel that way. Compliment someone on how they look. Receive compliments. Establish a clear boundary with someone. Reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a while and that you'd like to reconnect with. And then here's a couple more. Here's a couple more things where you can be more vulnerable. Expand your emotional vocabulary and realize that there are more feelings than just feeling sad, angry, or happy. There are a wide variety of emotions. So pinpoint your emotions of, of, of where you're at and vocalize what those are. Remind yourself of your clarity words. If you've worked with me at all, you know about the clarity words. Like what are the three words that you would describe the best of who you are? And how do you remind yourself of those? Mine are honest, disciplined, and encouraging. And honest, this, honest is, is an, often a common one that I find working with people. Honest, when you're being honest, you're being vulnerable because it's your true opinion. It's your, your true belief and what you feel. Um, so start being more honest about your feelings. And remind yourself to not suppress your opinion because of someone of, of how someone may um, view you. Admit when you're not good at something. This is a hard one for people, but when you suck at something, tell somebody. And people that are good at things often would like to show you that they're good at things. It's enable for the, uh, an ability for them to contribute, and it's it's a, it's it shows confident behavior because you're confident not only in your strengths but you're also confident with knowing what your weaknesses are you're humble enough to let people know um, what those are take ownership and responsibility for things you know the person that blames everyone and everything for their problems and their shortfalls um, you know the person that blames their 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 lying ex in their previous relationship but never took responsibility in their because it takes two people for a relationship right so acknowledging your own shortfalls and when things don't work out, being able to do that, you know, you know, the people that are out there blaming, you know, I, I know guys that are in the dating pool and they're like, oh, all these women, they just, they're all horrible. They have all these problems. And so they blame everyone for their, their dating experiences. You can find the same with women. All the men are horrible out there, you know, well, take some ownership. You know, the common denominator in these meeting people is you. Yes, it is tough out there. But don't uh, don't not get out there because of that. And you also know that person at work that's probably low performer, that's blaming everyone, the the culture at work. They're probably blaming the boss, blaming the economy, rather than taking their own ownership of and, and asking for help. And so, 
taking ownership, taking responsibility for everything that happens in your life or fails to happen in your life. Just know that you're part of the the one common denominators that you're involved, um, you know, is, is helpful. And um, it, it means that you're taking control versus shifting blame. And you don't want to hand over control to other people. Taking control is a power move. It's a power move. Um, another thing you can do is tell someone when they're being insensitive, when they have an offhanded remark or being a jerk, calling, you know, when someone's being obscene or offensive, calling someone out when they've crossed the line and they've crossed that boundary. And you don't have to do it in a mean way, do it in a powerful um, way, but you can do it firmly without, you know, being mean. Um, and that's, that's also a power move. And then tell someone that you appreciate them, paying them a compliment. So those are some strategies of, of what you can do to be more vulnerable. And just remember, vulnerability is being able to express your emotions freely. It's choosing not to hide your feelings. It's choosing not to hide your emotions. It's telling people what you want and desire from them. It's being authentically you, unapologetically you. And it's uh, there's a lot of peace and power. I found that by being vulnerable, I've had deeper connections with people. And it's been freeing. It's been freeing to be myself. And it's hard to do, but I think it's harder living with not being you, living a life that's out of congruence where you're miserable and unhappy. I would rather people boldly know where I stand on things. And and I I know that I I don't always have the most popular opinion and I'm okay with that. But I, you know, I, I, I basically tell them how I got to that conclusion. And I'm okay with that because I'm generally curious about how you got to yours. Just let's have this dialogue and not be, let's not put each other down. Right. Um, but vulnerability has been very, very helpful to me. And I wish I would have been more vulnerable earlier in my life. And I wish that we didn't have this massive repression of it in our society. So that's the topic of vulnerability. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about this week. So, That's all I got. I would love to hear what you thought about this particular podcast. What did you gain from it? How was this helpful? What are your thoughts about being vulnerable? And how can you be more vulnerable in your life? And what is it costing you to not be vulnerable in your life? So, all right. So that's it for this week's episode of the Do Hard Things podcast. We will see you guys in the next episode. In the meantime, keep doing hard things. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. I would also love to know, what is your takeaway? What what insight did you get from today's episode? You can screenshot this, send it to me on social, post it on social, tag me. And when you share like that, someone else, someone else out there may need to hear this message today. Only 10% of people are engaged in personal growth and development. And uh, there could be a nugget here that could put someone on a positive trajectory. So feel free to share that, tag me in it, send me a direct message, send me an email, let me know what your thoughts are. And you can you can connect with me on all social media. You can send me an email at j at jtx.com. Take a moment, leave a review on iTunes. No matter if you're listening to Spotify or any other platform, like iTunes, I guess, is the gold standard for, uh, for reviews. And it really goes a long way for... Uh, the algorithm for people searching for personal growth and development. And it helps us go a long way. It means a lot to me that you took a couple minutes to do them. I, I, you know, read through all of them and, you know, it, it just feels good knowing that, uh, that this show is impactful. So if you gain any value, it just has to, uh, that you do that. Uh, if you want to level up, you want to take the next step in your personal growth and development. 
You can go to jteagues.com, J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com. We've got a variety of options. we got one-on-one coaching, high-performance coaching through the High Performance Institute, certified high-performance coach. We've got a few different curriculums that I take people through. I also do group coaching. If you have an organization that needs a speaker or you want a live workshop, I can come in and deliver some training to you and your organization. We also have the uh, exclusive Forge Mastermind Group. That is a, an elite community of like-minded people that are growing together. And uh, we have a weekly call there. And uh, we're going to be rolling out new content for that. And then also we got apparel. So, the uh, you know, we've got to go to dohardthingsapparel.com. Get your Do Hard Things shirt. Show the world that you do hard things. we got hoodies over there. we got hats. we got we got stickers. we got patches. A variety of different things. And we got a, a variety of different models uh, coming out. So, uh, you can show the world that you do hard things and you can go over there and support us that way. That'd be great. So in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys in the next episode.